I knew as soon as we like put this playlist together fully and I was like just looking over it, I was like, this is gonna be good. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like I've been addicted to this playlist. Honestly, <laughs> this one and then the first recommendation roundup, I've been listening to them like back and forth. Like I've been listening to the first recommendation roundup at work. The first recommendation roundup was really great, except for the Logic album. I've honestly not listened to it since we did that episode. Okay. <laughs> it's the only not bright spot on that entire episode, in oh, my opinion. I was oh, uh, yeah. just looking back, man, and he's got a few new singles out too, but they're not his. They're much more singy. I don't know if you've even heard them. I didn't even send them to you. No, I haven't. He's got like two or three singles out, and they're all like he's like he's like turning into like some R and B type stuff, which is not, it's not bad. It's not bad. But well, again, the, me, you and me are like fans of like logic when he like blew up and got big and like, it's not that at all. So it's just like, every time I tune into a new logic song, I really want that. Cause that's what I like fell in love with. And it's just mm-hmm. not that. Yeah. The only thing I heard for sure was he did an acoustic version of an ice cube song and ice cube son was like, yo, don't ever in your life do this song again. <laughs> Welcome to After Listen, the music discovery and discussion podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Lee. And I'm Terry Young. And it's time for another recommendation roundup episode. Today we'll be featuring some new songs and albums that we think you should definitely check out, as well as a few older hidden gems that we feel haven't really gotten the love they deserve. Of course, if you have any recommendations yourself, we'd love to hear it and maybe have it featured on a future episode. But as usual, before we get into the discussion, we have a few quick disclaimers. Number one, we respect everyone's opinion, regardless of how wrong or awful it may be. Number two, some songs featured may contain explicit lyrics. Actually, some songs definitely contain explicit lyrics in this episode, and we may refer to them during the discussion or may just slip out as we're talking about it. Number three, we are just talking about the music, not the artist's real life issues or any drama or whatever they're going through. Like, We might mention it briefly, but we're not going to be getting into any of that. Yeah. And finally, of course, we would love to feature the actual songs on the podcast, but we cannot at this time due to legal and copyright issues. Uh, but in the meantime, you can always listen to the music via the playlist link in the show notes and on the website. Yeah, that's about it. Awesome. All right, so let's get into it. First song we got up is Sabotage by JoJo featuring Chica. This song came out in like, what, 2019, I think. And JoJo is one of those most, like, she's super talented, super underrated. And she just got, how can I put it? She just got, the industry really just screwed her over essentially with her career and whatnot um are you familiar yeah, with jojo i was about to say no i'm i'm not familiar with jojo or chica before this song really okay so back in back in the day like early 2000s she came out with a song called leave get out and it was like a little <laughs> pop record uh it was like leave right now get out get out of here it was like one of those kind of little songs or whatever okay. um but <laughs> i feel like your version is better than the actual version is i mean just on that little snippet I mean, but. it it kind of was, but ultimately, <laughs> what, what had happened was, so she got signed to the same record label as Timbaland and Aaliyah, Black Ground Records, um, and she got signed when she was twelve, oh. and then that's and when that song came out, she was thirteen. Oh, so but the thing is though, listening to her voice, her voice on the on the record that, that she um, the sabotage, her voice pretty much sounds the same. So she always had that full soulful voice even at that young age. Um, ultimately, um, when she got signed in 2003, uh, the record label basically held her hostage, ultimately. so Stupid record labels. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a different time back in the day where the record labels was like the end-all, be-all of your career. But yeah, um, Blackground, I love them for introducing me to Timberland and Aaliyah, but every person, every artist that I've heard that got signed to Blackground has had some issues. So Is that where JoJo was at, you said? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, she, so, so she was signed with them. And um, 
basically what happened was with that, just like how Taylor Swift recently had to go back and like re-record all her music to get her rights back. JoJo did that long before she did because Black Girl was holding her catalog and holding her music hostage. So she was like, screw it. I'm just going to start releasing mixtapes. And she re-recorded all her songs from when like she was like 12 and on up. So that way she can have access to her own masters, her own catalog and so forth. And she had to sue them like multiple times. So she like sued them in 2009 and had to sue them in 2013 just to get off the label. And they like put her whole music career at a halt. So in 2019, when she came out with this song, I was like, okay, word. JoJo was back. She's free. She finally got out of her record label situation. And I just like the song in general. Like the bass is super good. It's a good song. It's a good song. And then like just just the subject matter is like, okay, I like the the twist on the subject matter. Mm -hmm. And then the fact that she went out and and got got my homegirl Chica. Which yeah, I like. I mean, I I like if it was just JoJo, it would still be a good song. But Mm -hmm. Chica's part on it like elevates it for me. She definitely absolutely. comes on and like adds like a lot to the song. Absolutely, absolutely. So like when I heard, when I saw that collaboration, I was like, Chica and JoJo, word. Okay, I gotta check this out. So long story short, with that, Chica and JoJo are label mates now. Um, and Chica okay. actually blew she blew up off of social media. So she was a uh, freestyling. Yeah, Chica did. Yeah, so she was freestyling on Twitter and 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 IG and whatnot. And then some people picked up on her. And was like, oh, cool. So she ended up getting signed through them. And then, so her and JoJo were label makes. And she's from Montgomery, Alabama. Oh, your hometown. Yep, more or less. <laughs> My home state. Well, <laughs> I do want to say, but just rewinding a little bit back to what you were talking about with the, like, re-releasing albums. I just mm-hmm. somewhat, like, I don't, maybe, a little bit early this year, maybe, I watched a random, I was going down, like, the YouTube rabbit hole one night. And I came across this video. It was, like, an interview with Snoop Dogg. And then mm-hmm. I had like, cause that's, that's definitely not a new thing for artists to like re-release their music. And I never really thought about like why that was. I always just assumed it was like, oh, this was your popular songs. You're just, you know, easy cash grab, re-release stuff you've already made. You're not going to do much to it, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But no, in this interview, Snoop Dogg was talking like, no, like just what you were talking about. He's like, if you want to own your rights, once you're away from the record label, you pretty much have to like re-release and like remaster or whatever, you know, however you need to like package it to get the the rights to your own music back. Yeah. And like, it was just, it was a real eye opener for me. And like now that since I've watched an interview, I've like really paid attention and noticed like that happens so often with, I mean, from everyone from like small, like kind of indie artists all the way up to like big mega artists, like Snoop Dogg, like record labels, man. Screw them. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, seriously, like, I mean, well, thank goodness. Like we're, we live in a, in, in a time now to where, you know, you don't need a record label to release your music. Like, uh, for instance, um, what's the name? Chance the Rapper. He was never signed to a major record label at all, and he won a Grammy. There's, there's been several in the last, like, decade that have gotten very mainstream success without any record label assistance at all. Exactly. Due to streaming and just, I mean, if, you, if you're able to, like, break into that, like, niche audience market, so to speak, and, like, just put in the work, yeah. Yeah, which is which is great. It's great for artists, great for listeners, absolutely. bad for record labels. I mean, it's, it's great all around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so, but um, but yeah, so um, I, I I I'm just a big fan of that song, and, and I just want people to hear that. Number one, hear that JoJo is still around. Um, Chica is doing her thing. At one point, she did flirt with like retiring from music, um, saying that mental health and the trolls and all that stuff were you know getting her down, but. Uh, at the time of this recording, she should have a new album coming out at the end of this month. So, is that where the song that you played for me off the air, "Truth or Dare" by Chica, is yep. that one of that's off the new album? That's off the new album. I'm, I'm definitely going to be keeping my eyes out for that because she has, in addition to like lyrically having good content, like she's not just, at least in in the two songs I've heard of hers that uh, she's in so far. You know, it's it's got like some actual subject, like the, the lyrics have some meat to them, so it's not just like fapid meaningless stuff mm-hmm. and just her flow is like nice like in that the truth or dare song you played for me the the chorus where it's like the the two words comma two words it's like that like short cadence mm-hmm. like uh, if it's done right that gets me like yeah. that like really draws me in just that like short punchy cadences um yep. so yeah i'm definitely gonna be keeping my eye on that uh again i was not super familiar with jojo but i I've really dug her voice on this, so I, I might go back, especially if she's sounded like that since she was twelve or thirteen. I mean, that's a pretty big, 
like yeah. a mark of your talent, just like your innate, <laughs> you're, exactly. you're innately na- naturally gifted JoJo. So I have to go back and listen to maybe some of her older stuff. Do you know if she has anything? You said this was from like 2019. Does she have anything newer? Um, I, th- I think she does have a new album coming out, uh, or a new album that did come out. I think it's called December Baby. I haven't checked it out yet. I think it's like a Christmas album or something that she came out with. But uh, but as far as I know, she's still working on music. And she's also an actress as well. So she's been, d- d- during the time when she couldn't release music legally because of the label trouble, she was like doing um, different movies and Lifetime movies and things like that. So so she's been around. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I had to look her up. But no, I totally recognize her now that I'm like looking at pictures of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, cool. A little behind the scenes for the playlist. We each have four singles that we want to talk about, and then we each had one album we want to talk about. So we're doing the singles first, then we'll kind of deep dive into the albums a little bit at the end. So yeah, your your second single was Bust to Balkans by Beats Antique. Yes, sir. This one caught me off guard a little bit. Like, I should have just based on the name and mm-hmm. <clears throat> the name of the song and the name of the group. I should have had a rough idea of what I was getting into, but I was, I was, yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about this a little bit? Cause this, this song was a, a joy just with how different it was to my usual listening experience. Uh, sure. Sure. I, I, I can uh, jump in and give you, give you my origin story with this song. So beast antique, I'm not super familiar with them, but uh, they had one song off this album that I really love called the skeleton key. And I wear that song out. That's in my constant rotation all the time. So, when I was at work listening to music while at work, um, sorry, redundant statement, but you get what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> so, so while I was listening to the, the album at work, um, I was listening to Skeleton Key, and then I was like, you know what, I'm listening to the whole album because I remember listening to the whole album, but I have it's been a while. This album came out in 2012, so um, so, so it's definitely an older album. So, and I'm listening to it, and then I get to this song, and I'm listening to it. I'm doing my, you know, multitasking or whatever, and then I hear the tempo kind of speed up. I was like. Is my, is my computer skipping? Like, what's what's going on? <laughs> and then I realized, I was like, oh, snap. So they're like, so you just kind of just... It's the speed up, man. That makes it so fun. Yeah. So it did it speed up, slow down, speed up, slow down. I was like, oh, this is fun. So I was like, you know what? I'm a weird dude. Why not? I'm going to throw this on the playlist. People need to need to check them out. They're they're really dope. So like a little bit of the background on them, they're based out in Oakland, California. They are a trio, um, mm-hmm. and similar to Hybrid, uh, two of them are dating, and one of them is still uh, part of the group at least. You mean so, similar to old Hybrid? Yes, yeah, similar to old Hybrid. Yes, you passed the pop quiz. <laughs> um, but <Yes>. ultimately, <laughs> my, my studying paid off. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but ultimately, uh, the group was started by the belly dancer. So the belly dancer that that, that I sent you in the video, she's oh, okay. actually in the group. So, uh, so does she do anything else besides the belly dancing? No, no. So to my understanding, she does like, well, I guess I, I guess she helps out with some of the composing. Um, but to my understanding, she commissioned them to kind of generate some music for her dancing because like her dancing style is like a fusion of different sounds and stuff so she was like okay you guys have a band and like they all like grew up together whatever so she was like yeah let's i i can use y'all to you know make some new music for my dancing performance then they liked it so much they end up end up becoming a band ultimately so and they go on tour and they collaborate and just watching the live video on YouTube, I was like, next time they come to Atlanta, I, I might have to go check them out. Yeah, I definitely see that. I, I will say the the belly dancing, I, this is the only song I've never heard of Beats Antique before you put this on the playlist. So I don't know how well it fits for like their other songs. But for this one in particular, because like, like the title says, Bust the Balkans, it has a very... Uh, not to also be redundant, but Balkan-esque sound, I guess. <laughs> like it, it has this like, you know, Eastern European, like old timey sound. And like, yeah. I know belly dancers are like at this point in time, really by no means like a new exotic thing, but they still have that like trace of exotic to it. Like you mm-hmm. just, you just, just, I feel like at least for me personally, I feel like most other people probably as well have a connotation when you see a belly dancer of like, Oh, this is from like, you know, the middle East and, and places like you know just aren't america right um mm-hmm. so i all that to say that it like it's, it's a good merger of just like exotic sounding music and again this is just music just no vocals or anything um combined with the exotic 
performance of the belly dancing, this is a really good, like entertaining mesh. I felt like I was, I was very, I didn't even know there was like a live music video or anything. I was very excited that whenever you sent me that as I was watching, I was like, okay, I get this now, like more than I did already. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, but like their album, they they do feature singers and such, but like, uh, from my understanding, they just get outside people to collaborate, uh, whatever. And their, and their sound is, they, they call like world fusion meets electronic dance a little bit. I can see that's a, that's fair. Yeah. So like, they definitely have like a lot of, uh, uh, like one of the members, uh, he goes by, uh, sidecar, sidecar Tommy. Uh, he's like, <laughs> what a name! <laughs> really, really. Uh, so, but like he, um, he's a multi instrumentalist. So he does like violin, cello, drums. Like they all just kind of just get together and all jam out. So, and she does her dancing, performing art. So it's it's definitely a one hundred percent hippie situation. Yeah, I did notice in the video with the belly dancer, there was a, a white dude with dreads, and you know that just. I saw that and I was like, that that fits right in with what I'm hearing, what I'm seeing. And, and he belongs in this crowd, is all I'm saying. Dude, like the, there was another interview I tried to watch and I, I couldn't even get through it because the guy who was doing the interview was either high out of his mind and he could not sit still <laughs> or he was on something. And I was like, okay, I can't watch this. But <laughs> but I but I totally get it. So I'm just like, this is definitely I mean, I have never been to Burning Man, but this is definitely like a Burning Man kind of group. So I've also situation. never been to Burning Man, but yeah, I can see that. 100%. So yeah, definitely uh, get, get, give them a shot. And uh, like I said, you, you, you'll you end up low-key belly dancing yourself because <laughs> yeah. I was I was trying to belly dance and I think I knocked over a table or something when I was doing mine. But, you know, can't blame a man for trying. <laughs> I didn't even try. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. So next up on my on my wee little bitty list, I stumbled across this gem, the Hillbillies, Baby Kim and Kendrick Lamar. I didn't even know who Baby Keem was. I've I, I'm familiar with the artist Baby Keem, but I've not really like listened. I've never purposefully listened to his stuff. But of course, I know you and me. I don't. I feel like it's intentional, but the song is not Baby Keem featuring Kendrick. It's Baby Keem and Kendrick. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense what you listen to the song because they both have like equal part like you know they're both ad-libbing back and forth to each other like you know while one's rapping other ones doing the ad-libs and the vice versa and then they're Mm -hmm. just like they got the call back or the call outs to each other and they're just like you know taking turns on the verses it's it's back very much back and forth it's not really one's track with with someone else hopping on for a single verse and then they're gone like no it's the whole song is both of them which you don't see that a ton i feel like you don't and 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 it's definitely you you definitely can tell this was a a in-person collaboration sort of speak. Oh, yeah. Um, because nowadays, like, people who, you know, collaborate with artists, they usually just, okay, I'll send my verse in and be done with it. But you can tell that they actually... It has together. that feel like they sat down in the studio and were, like, spitballing back and forth as mm-hmm. they're, like, you know, both of them have, like, a pen and pad, like, out in front of them, and they're, like, right, just brainstorming their ideas and it's going back. Like, it definitely has that vibe to it. For sure. Yeah, yeah, I definitely missed that. But um, in doing my my quick little research on Baby King, uh, apparently that's uh, Kendrick Lamar's cousin. Really? Yeah. So and uh, so he he's been kind of relatively new ish in the game, but um, you know, he's I knew been... he, yeah, I knew he wasn't like he, he's. I knew he was relatively new. Is he on there? Do you know what label he's on? So he was. Um, he's actually signed to Kendrick Lamar's uh, new label, okay. uh, Programmer Language. Uh, Programmer oh Language. wait. When did he come out with that? I thought he was on a uh... Top Dog. Yeah, TDE. Yeah, yeah he so, left TDE. Yeah, he left. He left TDE. Was and, his uh, most recent album part of the new? I don't think so. I think I think I think his last album was his last album with TDE, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so after that last album, he went. I'm gonna look it up just to be. Yeah, yeah. Because that makes sure. me curious. Because as a little bit off topic, but as someone who is a huge Kendrick Lamar fan, I did not like his most recent album. It says the album serves as his first release under the Creative Collective PG Lang and his final project with TDE. So it was kind of, yeah, it was kind of a joint effort type thing, sounds like. Interesting. Yeah. 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 PG Lang is a uh, program language. That's the. Okay. I, I was out of the loop on that, but that's cool. Yep. Yep. So, but yeah. So he signed to his, his cousin's label, and this is like a surprise joint that came out of nowhere. Like it was just kind of like boom, popped up. So I was just curious. I was like, Baby King, I don't know who that is. I know Kendrick, so I was like, okay, let me listen to this. And you know, I, I've been wanting to show West Coast uh, 
some more love right, uh, right. on the podcast. So I'm happy I came across this across this gym because I I just been <laughs> I love this song. I love this it's song a good so song. I'm I'm a little confused. I didn't understand the title based on mm-hmm. the lyric. I don't understand why it's called the Hillbillies. Maybe because like, are they talking about like being like in like the like Hollywood Hill? Like I didn't I didn't fully understand that. That's that's the vibe I was getting. Like the Hollywood Hills being out that way, you know. So it's like kind of tongue in cheek. The Hillbillies. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. no, I did really I really dug it. Of course, you know I, I wasn't familiar with Baby Keem, but I, I might. Especially if he's gonna be doing more stuff with Kendrick, I'll definitely check him out going forward. Just because he uh, he did pretty well for someone I was like, you know, I didn't really know much about him. Had basically zero expectations for him coming in. I was like, okay, at least I can be confident Kendrick will be good. Maybe Baby King will be okay. And he was at least like on par. I feel like with Kendrick in this song, like they were they were about evenly matched. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And like that beat, that beat got me. And the beat like, is really good. Oh, the beat man, is really great. It's so good. It's it's so refreshing to hear rappers rap on something that's not you know typical sound or whatever it it, it brings me back to back but brings me back to when um hip-hop was fun so yep. yeah and, and i love the sample i don't know if they were singing it or if there was a sample but that line where it's like kings don't live in fear i was like love that line <laughs> so yep definitely definitely one of my favorite joints and let's see and the last one of, the, of my little recommendations for right now uh hybrid um, one of my other little favorite groups from overseas, uh, they also released some new music. So they got a new song called Call Your Name, Calling Your Name, excuse me. Um, so that came out recently. I'm digging the production on it. Um, lyrically, I'm still trying to parse it a little bit, but I do love that her vocals definitely seem to kind of improve a little bit. Like, like she's showing her range yeah, on this one. That's what I was going to say. Her, her, I'm also in the similar boat as you. Is like, like as far as what the lyrics are saying, I'm like, I, I don't 100% know what you're talking about. Kind of have a vague idea, but vocally for sure mm-hmm. i feel like like, her, yeah, like you just said her range has definitely improved it's, she's got like oh, she's got a different slightly better quality to her voice on i don't know if that's just her improving as a singer maybe the the software they're using to edit it maybe a little bit of both it sounded mm-hmm. a lot i mean maybe not a lot better but it sounded noticeably better i feel like yeah yeah and, and I, I like the fact that they dropped the mid-temple track versus like a slower one or whatever so yeah because so. i'm definitely Going whenever we were doing the hybrid episode, like the more up tempo songs were definitely, in general, the ones I liked more. I feel like. Oh yeah, absolutely. so yeah, I agree with that it was definitely nice to. I'm glad that they went with a like you said an up tempo. Might have, might have been a little bored if it was more the slower, unless you just oh. killed it singing wise. Exactly, exactly. Or or if the composition was like so spectacular that like right, they kind right, of makes right. up for like the lack of vocal performance. But um, I'm digging it. Uh, like I said, it's still relatively new. It's one of those songs. It didn't immediately catch me, like if I'm being honest. But it's growing on me. So I think if I give it a couple more listens, I think it'll it'll make it in my rotation. But I, I do like it. I don't dislike it. But I'm not like, oh my god, I gotta hear it. It's not like a Baby Keem song or whatever. So again, it's, it's I, I think. It sounds like you and me had a very, very similar experience with this. Vocally, I will say it caught me. Like right the, my very first listen, I was like, okay, like you know, I just I noticed all the things we were just talked about with her voice and whatnot, and I was like, okay, you know, this is this is really good. Production wise, it was like I, I wasn't like super paying attention to it the first like maybe two times, but then as I was listening to it like the third, fourth, and fifth time, I was I, I like really started to focus in on it, and like you said, it I think it's grown on me for sure. Mm-hmm. So more hybrids always fun. I'm happy oh, that yeah. they're coming out. And this this song, along with another, my last single, were very last minute additions because they were like, as far as I'm aware, they both came out like just a few days ago, right? As yeah, of the time yeah. of this recording. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, did you want to go and jump into that one, or you want to go continue going in order? I mean, since I brought it up, we'll, we'll go we'll go a little out of order here for mine versus what's on the playlist. Um, okay. Yeah, the the song that I added last minute was. W H A T and I'm I'm saying I'm spelling it out because there's a space in between each letter, so I'm pretty sure that's what it's supposed to be. And it seems to be an what? acronym for We're Hungry and Thirsty. And that is by Tech Nine, Kim Dracula, and Hush with uh, all caps with a dollar sign as the S. Um I'm not super familiar with Kim Dracula or Hush. I don't know if you are. At all? I so I did a no no and I was curious because I was I listened to the song and it said Kim Dracula and I was like I don't I googled hear. Kim Dracula but I, I, I did was like too. I was like I don't recognize any of your stuff that you're in I don't recognize yeah. what you look like like you're you're a new entity to me 
Definitely, definitely a, a new entity, but I believe they're part of a, a genre that I'm curious about called trap metal, which I haven't really got into that yet because um, I do like metal. Spoiler, uh, but I haven't really gotten into the trap metal sound, which is one of the one of the ones on our long list of stuff to get to eventually on the podcast. But yeah, I was definitely curious because like when I saw the name Kim, I was like, I'm hearing metal. I was like, either this chick has a really husky voice or that's not. I was confused. So I, so I needed to see a visual representation. And once I saw that, I was like, oh, okay. I think I have an idea what's going on here. But from my understanding, it seems like, I hate to compare um, them to like Marilyn Manson, but that's the kind of the automatic vibe I got when I, when I saw the There was definitely tones of that for sure. I had the same thought. So you're not wrong in that. I, okay. I, I literally had the same thought like, oh, this is like a little bit Marilyn Manson-y. Yeah. Um, but of course... Tech Nine was the main reason I picked this song. Um, just once again, uh, perfectly demonstrating his influences of like rock and like how how he's able to just hop on this metal track. And not only because like at the beginning part, he's kind of like, I, I mean, because he doesn't like full on rap until like the middle of the song, right? I don't know what you would, I, I guess it is still like a rap because it's still like a rhythm rhyming wordplay at the beginning but like his cadence is like more it's slower it's, it's slower, slower and, slower it, and somber it, it follows like the heavy metal more you know than mm-hmm. like once he like goes full-on rapping and even that's not like worldwide chopper level rapping you know speed wise at least yeah, but definitely um i mean i just i dug this track a lot i was really mad that i it, like, came out like three days before we were supposed to be recording this episode so i was like Dang it! <laughs> Don't matter we got it in here. Um, I was, you know, again, I'm, I'm, I'm not like the biggest fan of metal. Just like in general, there's not like a ton of metal that's just randomly popping up on my playlist. But I do enjoy it. You know, it's, it's one of those genres that, like, my dad's a huge metal fan. Uh, grew up in like a guitarist household where he was always hopping on his amp and blasting, like, you know, just being there shredding the guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed the like I don't I, again that's not super familiar with Kim Jackal and Hush I'm not sure like where their parts like I, I wasn't sure how to differentiate like who was who on, on like near the end but like whoever was doing the screamo part at the end if that was Kim was pretty phenomenal um, I'm always impressed which this will come up later on spoilers but I'm always impressed with people who can like do the screaming well because as someone yeah. who's seen that behind the scenes what that takes because like mm-hmm. you know, most people can scream somewhat de- and make it sound somewhat decently but to be able to do that repeatedly over and over again and do that live and make it sound like the same every time that's, that's actually a skill set i feel like a lot of people like if you're not in the metal community you don't really listen to the type of music you might not fully understand that but it, it takes a lot of skill to do that so once you once you're cognizant of that stuff like this so this, this is a good example of like someone doing that really well i feel like oh yeah absolutely like i like I jokingly try to do do like a little screamo voice, but even with me joking doing a screamo voice, it, 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 I end up hurting myself somehow. Yeah. So I was like, so I have no idea how those people can. I couldn't do tell it you how. It's <laughs> I, crazy. I have no idea how they do it, but I've seen people do it, and I just I've seen like that process of like them having to like you know do warm up. I mean, it's just like normal, like those full on like warm up exercises to get their voice at that level and like not hurt themselves doing it because that's a tough to get that like raw scream it's it's, it's hell on your voice man oh yeah absolutely, absolutely. unless you know what you're doing mm-hmm. so speaking of screamo and being happy uh let's talk about matt mason's get happy i don't know if screamo necessarily applies to this one but i guess there's a little bit of screaming in it um this song is a, is a new song just came out not too long ago it was on my new release recommendations from youtube mm-hmm. the past couple weeks uh, I'm a pretty decent Matt Mason fan. I don't know if you're familiar with him at all. You've, Never you heard might of have him. heard some of his other songs just like on the radio, different places. Like he plays the the cringe song. Um, Never heard of him. Uh, what's another? Po- Hallucinogenics is another popular song by him. You, you uh, neither here nor there. I'm a pretty big fan. He's, most of his songs kind of sound like this one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> kind of like a soulful vibe yeah it definitely definitely has i can't really like equate them but yeah yeah definitely indie soul not quite grungy i guess i guess if i really want to call it as something it'd be like a soulful grunge if that's a thing 
Yeah, I, I mean, he definitely he has like a unique voice, I will say. And, yeah. you know, this song, the subject matter is a little depressing. You know, it seems to be about like he's, he's dealing with like in the song, he's dealing with like alcoholism and like yeah. just the whole idea of like whenever you're going through something and you're like, you know, depressed or or just, you know, mentally not in, the, in a great headspace. The idea of people telling you to just be happy yeah. does like does you no good. It's really like doesn't. the worst advice you could possibly get. And so this song is just, to me, it seems like, I, you know, it was we had like a week to listen to it. So I, I didn't want to like hyper-focus on one specific song. But to me, just listening to it, it was like kind of raging against that idea mm-hmm. of like, yeah, just the whole, oh, just be happy. Just get happy and you'll be fine. It's like, no, I'm, I'm going through some shit. Like, mm-hmm. let me work it out. Let me, you know, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be depressed for a minute and like work on myself and then like figure it out. Don't, don't you can't just flip a switch and be happy. You gotta, it's a process. Absolutely. And I love that song for that reason. Like Same. along for, along with the production and everything and the vocals, it's still a good song regardless, but the subject matter of that in, in general, just let, let people process in their time. If there's like no self harm or anything like that, just like give me time to process this and man, we'll, we'll, you know I'll figure it out but it's such a good song and yeah um never heard of him beforehand but uh definitely this is like one of my I mean pretty much all these songs are going to be in my rotation for now on but <laughs> but I, I I like this one like you definitely came through you thank you for putting me on to Matt Mason basically. well this one again this one was just I was just because I don't know if he's come out with anything in like a few years so it was really just fortuitous that he happened to come out with this single like right as we were right as I was looking for music for this episode um mm-hmm. just as a big fan of his so I'm also happy I got to show you him mm-hmm. just because I'm a big fan Oh yeah, and yeah, he has he has some pretty good songs that are very much in the same like vein, like stylistically. So I might send this to you after. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, send me some more. I'm I'm definitely definitely becoming a fan. I I love this song. So moving right on, um, I'm gonna move on. This is definitely one of the like kind of older hidden gems. Really? Um, for me, uh, I don't remember. I think this song came out in like 2018. Oh wow! Okay. Um, but it's it's the the song is probably up by Lawrence. Um, hold on one second. Let me just double check. Twenty eighteen, so it's it's about five years old. Um, this song for honestly until somewhat recently was kind of like one of the soundtracks of my life. I felt like, <laughs> bro, same. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm so related to this song. <laughs> yeah, same, one hundred percent. Because the whole song is like. He's a, he's basically a night owl while other people are sleeping. He's he's working on his music and he's he's you know there first thing in the morning when when the birds are getting up. He's going to bed, and the whole idea of like no, I'm not lazy. I just I, I work on a different time frame than most other people. And as someone who is like very much just naturally a night owl, um, like if it, if I didn't have to wake up early for work or anything, I would probably be up till like three four in the morning and and sleep till. 10 11 12 in the afternoon every day um that's pretty much just all what this song is about you know mm-hmm. my favorite line is like screw the melatonin mm-hmm. it's like yes <laughs> throw that in the trash exactly. stay up you'll be fine <laughs> but yeah oh, so this this song is definitely one that's like randomly will come up on my mega playlist and i'm always just like singing along to it just because i relate to it so much and it's a pop and a half Absolutely, like I, I definitely dug this song. The first time I heard it, I had a big old smile on my face when I heard this. It's a happy like, song too. Yeah, it's a happy, it's a happy song. And then me knowing you, I was like, okay, yeah, this is definitely, definitely one of his songs. Um, and with me being a person that oscillates between being an early bird and a night owl, it's yeah, it's uh, yeah, I, I, I can be up or I can be asleep. It all depends. Yeah, right. So <laughs> just like last night, I was up to five a.m. for no reason, but. Um, but yeah, I definitely dug this song. It, it's definitely again another one that's added to my playlist. I've never heard of Lawrence before, and I've really not. I think I've only listened to like maybe a few other of his songs. I really should like look him and just like spend a day just going through all of his music if it's if it's like this because this again, this is just such a happy like the beat is upbeat, you know. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know, it's just it's a good song, man. Yeah, it's, it's not yeah. it's not like a great like nothing to like you know, I don't think it like deserves like any like great awards or anything but it's just it's always a feel-good song every time it comes up and it just puts me like you said it puts a smile on my face makes me reminisce about all the way too late into the night nights i've had i mean honestly like 
so many gems happen like at three o'clock in the morning. Just wake up and be like, oh, create a spark. Like let's 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 get it. Or or if you like stuck on a part on on a game or something, you're just like, oh crap! Now I remember how to get get past such mm-hmm. such parts. So so totally can relate to that. But let's switch over to the exact opposite of upbeat and happy. Let's go to Broski by Jonah Lucas. So real quick, I just want to say just a quick note. Uh, I think this is interesting just because Jorner Lucas has a song both or has a song about Will Smith. And I feel does Will Smith feature on that song about Will on Smith? A re, on a remix. On, on a the remix. remix. Okay, that's what it was. I was yeah. I was sitting here thinking about that earlier and I was like, is he I forgot to look it up before the episode, but I was like, is he on it? Um mm. whenever this song dropped a little while ago, Will Smith, like it was it, I think it was on Instagram, but he like posted out this is my favorite rapper and was like Basically, they're just saying like, oh, this is a great song. They're like the, the best new song from my favorite rapper or whatever. I just thought that was cool to see since mm-hmm. Jordan Lucas has a song with him, like calling him out as one of his big influences and how much love he has for him and everything. Yeah, um, absolutely. And this was like Jordan Lucas did this song pre-slap. So so this happened like before all of that mess happened. So and, and honestly, I still feel that Will Smith is one of the uh underappreciated i mean veterans he's, of hip-hop he's but... for sure one of the foundational like artists for yeah. for modern hip-hop without Absolutely. a doubt whether you like him or hate him you can't deny that fact i feel like you, you'd exactly. be ridiculous too yeah. but back to this song broski yeah so this song i affectionately called it stan 2.0 mm. because this song <laughs> man when i listened to this song i was like okay i'm vibing to it and then you know the song progresses. I was like, "Oh, oh, okay, okay." So it started off as a as a love letter, appreciation letter, and then all of a sudden, somebody had a bipolar moment and just like snapped, like halfway in between the song. Like, I know everything about you. I know, I know all the secrets you have. I know, I know all the bitches you fucked. I'm just like, "Well, damn!" I'm like, "That just got super aggressive for no reason." And then, and then he brings it right back around. He's like, "Okay, broski. Well, so if you want to hit me up with a few bucks, that'll be that'll be appreciated." I was well, like, it's just it's one of those things <laughs> where. This as like a topic, right? It's nothing new. I feel like in rap or just in music in general, it's pretty, pretty often you hear songs where people are talking about, oh, whenever I blew up, I realized I didn't have any real ones next to me. Everyone just wanted handouts, blah, 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 blah. You know, all, you hear it all the time. Like, oh, I'm your cousin from, mm-hmm. you know, your mother's side twice removed. I need, give me some money. You know, you hear stuff like that in rap songs all the time. So like this concept is not new, but like most things Jorner Lucas does, his lyrical depth, and just how many just like words he's able to fit in to like yeah. get his point across combined with what really made me pick this song, honestly, as I was listening to it was the production underneath it as 100%. lyrical heavy as it is, dude, the, the ominous bass. And there's a, if you listen to it, I'm sure you noticed it, but whatever the, the, the broski switches from like, you yes. know, giving him his big ups to trying to like tear him down. Mm-hmm. There is a very noticeable switch, and that yes. bass comes yes. in and it builds. Yeah, it's like it super builds, distorted, super and distorted, angry and it gets angry and angrier and angrier and just like more ominous and more just like heavy. And you feel to me, it made me feel whenever it was in that part of the song, like I was in a confrontation and like someone's yelling at me and like I'm like having to mm. defend myself. Yes, it's just for what he's talking about is like it's just such a perfect marriage of that with him again just super lyrically dense so many lines of so many bars of rap combined with that it's it's kind of a simple beat when -hmm. you think about it but it's so effective i feel like it almost i feel like it's more effective because it's simple absolutely i mean i'm a firm believer that at times less is more so you, you don't have to have everything Throw, thrown in there, you know, to, to, to make a to make a great production. And then the fact being that he's able to carry it with the, like how can I put it? Basically, like the, the, the subject matter, like you said, was is not is not uncommon, but the delivery of it and the execution of it kept me engaged throughout. Like there, there there's not a part in a song where I'm just like, okay, hurry, hurry up and get get to this part. No, I wanted to hear the whole story. And mm-hmm. like you feel the uh, you, you can feel the evolution of the of the story and the rage of Broski versus you know Jorner as he as he's you know interpreting it and all that stuff too. So yeah, um, man, like I said, stand stand two point It both opens and ends with like you know the <clears throat> I love you, Broski. If I don't even if I don't tell you, blah 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 blah. 
So like, not only do you have that switch as it moves from like that at the beginning into the the teardown part, whatever you want to call the the angry part of the song, it mm. switches back right at the very end, mm-hmm. which is just like, man, I just I love it. Once, yeah. once I, I think it was on my second listen through because the first time I was just like enraptured by the words, and on my second listen through, I like actually made a point to listen to the beat, and that's whenever I noticed it. It just like really perfected the song for me. I feel like. Yeah, absolutely. Like this song is definitely like a thin line between love and hate, but like a hip hop version of it, more or less, because it's just like, do you can switch on a dime, family or not? And you've known this person ever since y'all was like kids, and man, people can switch on a dime, especially when there's success involved. So, yeah, I will say this isn't necessarily a lot of Jonah songs, just because they're so dense. I don't know another word to say it beyond dense. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if this is necessarily a song. I'll be like. Like every time it pops up in my playlist, I'll be listening to it. I, I feel like it's now that I've I've listened to it several times, I'll probably need to be kind of in the mood for it. But yep. again, it's no, not necessarily a mark against the song, just more of the subject matter. I don't want to necessarily feel riled up and and anxious and angry and <laughs> attacked all at once. Exactly. All exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely don't want want uh angry Brandon. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So all right. Well, before we jump into our albums, let's take a quick little break, and we'll be right back. All right, and we're back. We're back. So, this time around, we don't want to deal with an angry Brandon, but we don't want to deal with an angry Terrio either. Let's talk about Periphery. Periphery 5. Periphery the full 5. Album, which is DJ Gent. DJ Gent. No, just Gent. Gent is not yeah. a genre, I believe, right? Yeah. Is this the, yes. is the title, full title? Yeah. This, okay, so as we alluded to earlier is a, a very heavy metal album from top yes. to bottom yes. uh, a lot of heavy drums metal. a lot of a lot of heavy screaming mixed with some pretty pretty great vocals this mm-hmm. was definitely like even more so than kim dracula or, or hush or whatever it was on the on the what song with tech nine mm-hmm you can definitely tell just throughout the entire album. I think there's only like maybe one or two songs where it's like, they don't really have a lot of screaming just mm-hmm. that they, again, just to be able to bounce back and forth. I, I just up top. That was one of the things that impressed me the most was the dipping into screaming, into the singing, into the screaming, into the singing on any given song. And some of these songs are like seven, eight. I think there's like one that's like 12 minutes or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a lot of time for that. <laughs> Absolutely. And 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 to, to make it even more impressive, how you said how to keep going back and forth between screamo and just singing and screaming and singing, there's only one lead vocalist. I thought it was two. I was gonna say I, I thought there was two as well. I actually looked. This was one of the things I looked up, and I was like, yeah, it was. It is one person. Yep, just, Spencer. Just the one dude. And yeah, because it is somewhat often. I feel like you have. Like maybe because I've I've seen this personally, like in real life, where it might be like the bassist comes in and does the screamo parts, mm-hmm. or you know the guitarist, or like someone else does the screamo parts while the lead singer just kind of like hangs back during those parts. Mm-hmm. No, that's not the case here. The the dude is doing all of it, which is just man, it's hella impressive. I I, I can't stress that enough how hard it is to do that on a song. And like yeah. I'm I'm sure they're going out and they're performing these songs. I mean, this is a new album, so maybe not performing them yet, but whenever they're touring for this album, I'm sure they're going to be performing these songs live and just being able to do that, especially in a live setting is going to be, it's going to blow some people away. Yeah. So like, I, like I, I kind of went down a little interview rabbit hole with them and like a little behind the scenes thing. Cause like, again, I've, I've listened to periphery on and off over the years. I listened to, uh, I think periphery two was like the, my, one of the albums I listened to them in perfect circle. I got it to both of them around the same time. And, uh, I never really saw a music video for him, nor have I really like looked up the band members. I just listened to the music, and that was that. So in my in my head canon, I was like, okay, they got two singers. They got the guy that has the soft vocals, then they got the screaming guy, and then they just alternate back and forth. Because they do not necessarily like the the quality of the voice does not lead you to believe it's the same guy as well. Yeah, and then just the overlapping and everything else with mm-hmm. it. So I was just like, okay, it has to be two people. But then I actually saw him do like a studio session. And he was literally in front of the microphone going back and forth between uh, and uh, uh, like going back and forth. So I'm just like, I don't know how, what? Like that was, yeah, yeah. So this album, I listened to like, well, so I found a periphery had a new album. I was like, okay, cool. I'll check it out. So I was listening to the first song. I listened to Wildfire. Which was one of my favorites, I will say, on the whole 100%. Album. 
100%. Like it starts, this whole album, just that's such a great note to start with. But. It just starts with that. And then in the middle of it, because I'm listening to it while doing other things. And then they just see, okay. So there's so many things I want to talk about. Let me, let me try to get my thoughts together. Okay. So they're technically classified as they call themselves progressive metal. That's what they go. There's with. so many subgenres of metal nowadays, and I, as someone who's not a huge fan of metal, I don't necessarily know where those lines are drawn in the sand. So and, if they call themselves progressive metal, I'm just gonna say okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I'm definitely fine with that, and 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 it makes sense because progressive metal is basically what they what the the one of the guitarists uh, I think his name is Misha I think uh, Misha I got that correct yeah Misha um, he was like yeah we're we're progressive metal so we basically can just do whatever we want creatively we're not Pitching held until whatever. Um, but then this quote unquote new subdrama, spelled D J E N T, pronounced gent, uh, came along and they threw them into that category. And they're like, we're not gent. So basically. So that's the meaning of, okay, that's the meaning yes. of the album title. Exactly. So they're like, no, we're, we're not part of this. Cause like a lot, of, a lot of the metal fans don't like uh, being thrown into gent. And some people say the gent drama ruined metal. So basically, the simple, the, the gross simplification of Gent is basically when the when the guitar chord is basically following the lyrics verbatim. So instead of going like, "I'm going to the store," so they threw periphery in that, saying that like, "Oh well, you guys are basically the founders of it," and they're like, "No, we're not." We're like, I did it as a joke, making fun of it because you know for whatever reason, but. <laughs> internet culture deemed it to be true so that's why they kind of did like a big f you situation why am i censoring myself they did a big fuck you to everybody's like hey jet is not a real thing this is not a real genre don't put us in this uh so um that being said uh i forgot what's going with that oh yeah wildfire i'm listening to the song i'm enjoying it and then i just love the fact how this album goes back and forth between softness and aggressiveness mm-hmm. and right in the middle of the song it literally goes into like a jazz solo elevated music kind of situation so i'm listening to the song and i'm just like is this the same song i was like i'm thinking i'm thinking that ad popped up or something i'm just like i know i'm paying for premium like what's going on and then the song picks right back up and i was like oh okay <laughs> right and back into it it's kind of interesting because i feel like the album as a whole also does a pretty similar thing oh yeah where, almost like, every have- song yeah, but I mean, you also have like right in the middle, you have Silhouette, which I think, in my yes. opinion, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like this is like the softest. It so is. I think it has like the, the least. I don't even remember if this has any screamo. If it does, it has very minimal no. screamo. Um, no, it doesn't no, have no any, screamo. right? Okay, no, yeah, that's no, what I was it's thinking. Just, yeah, um, it's very soft, very ballady, more poppy kind of sound, so to speak, honestly. But then it comes back in with like Zagreus and, and Dying Star. And like those, again, a lot of these songs do have like that in the song itself where it kind of dips between the, the soft and the, and the heavy or whatever. But like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like just the album itself somewhat also follows that, which is interesting. I didn't really think about it that way until you just said it. Yeah, absolutely. And to me, this is like, not to keep, you know, harken back to hybrid, but this is like, it reminds me of hybrid when it comes to like the orchestration and like how each song kind of blends into one another. Um, so I, it, it, I definitely enjoy that part of it. My favorite song off this whole album, which I've listened to at least twenty seven thousand times, was Wax Wings. I love Wax Wings. Wax Wings, like it's, that last it's up that there. last note. That last note gets me every time. Like there's, like the one thing about metal and rock, um, along with like just good singing in general, when there's like when there's enough passion in the vocal, like I, it just it gives me chills. So like the song Wax Wings itself is aggressive or whatever, but then towards the end of the song, it kind of mellows out. Mm-hmm. But but the passion is there, and then he comes in with that scream at the end, and it just it just fades in with the orchestration and it just like takes you out. And you know, just basically saying like the machines are turning me. I'm just like, ugh. It just, it gets me every time, dude. Every time. Like, like especially when I get to that part. It's like a seven-minute song, but I promise you I can listen to that song on repeat at least five to five or six. Well, that's that's definitely a point I would like to point out. It's just like, okay, so like the first song, Wildfire is like uh right 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 at seven minutes, then the next one is like eight minutes, Atropos, then Wax Wings is seven and a half, then you have several that's like four to five minutes ish, 
And then like the last few is like eight, 12 and 11 minutes. Yeah. Normally if I was listening to an album and there was a bunch of seven and eight, 11 and 12 minute songs, right. I would be like rolling my eyes and being like, Terrio, the hell is wrong with you? Why would you let me listen to this? I did not feel that way with these just because in each given song, there's so much variation. It's not just really, you know, they don't have that screamer at the beginning. It's just that for eight minutes. Like there's so much variation in the compositions coming in and like changing mm-hmm. it up. And it's just, it keeps it fresh. Like each song, I, I, I never felt bored by the song, which yeah. again, that's like a, a real testament to their skills as like songwriters and, and music composers to be able to do that for, cause like, like Dracul Gross, the second to last is 12, almost oh. 12 and a half minutes, dude. And like, there were definitely times where I would be like, not like, is this song over? Like I'm done with it to be over, but like, is this song still going? It's like, just, <laughs> just because it has so many like different parts. I'm like, is this a new song? Is this like, does this fade into the next song? Especially like the first couple of times where I wasn't like super paying attention to the times. and wasn't super familiar with the songs yet. You know, that definitely threw me off where I was like, this is like, this has to be a different song. Oh, nope. I'm just, I'm seven minutes into this 12 minute song now. Okay. Keep going. It's just, <laughs> it's great. I like it, it takes again it just takes i feel like a very skillful group to be able to pull that off and, and not have the listener be bored in the middle of an eight minute song <laughs> absolutely so yeah so like the just like the like i said the, the composition the structure it definitely keeps it in, interesting and you hit the nail right on the head with that you can listen to a 12 minute song and you'll probably feel like you listen to five different songs and it's still right. the same song and but it all it's still but it all goes together it's not jarring it's like well that's if you if you pull up i'm someone who i can enjoy screamo but i can never understand what they're saying (laughs) so (laughs) i I definitely like pull up the lyrics but like lyrically if you're able to like parse the lyrics it is kind of like really tie most of the songs like together i feel like um helps a lot but i mean also just you know song wise too it's not like it's like completely random how how they layer the different sounds like they do connect but yeah so fun fact that i uh discovered about the group um so the the vocalist um the main vocalist spencer he wasn't the original vocalist of the group um so he came in like maybe like the second or third album is when he joined the group but he's been with them ever since um but the band was actually founded by the guitarist uh misha and misha is actually like indian african so he's like from like an island outside of like Madagascar. Really? Yeah. So I was like, huh, this is pretty dope. So just to show, you know, you can't really judge a book by its cover. It's like, oh, wow, this dude that's technically from Africa is rocking out with a, with a periphery in the States. So it's okay. pretty dope. That is pretty dope. I'd say that's one of those things I would have never known. That's a oh, fun, yeah. That is the definition of a fun fact, sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, I mean, do is are we moving on to the next one, or do we have any more thoughts on on Periphery? I, I would just like to say I'm I've heard of Periphery, but I've never really listened to them before mm-hmm. this. Just mm-hmm. again, you know, my own biases, I guess, or my own you know typical listening style sounds that I typically listen to. Yeah, man, I, I think I might go back and check out Periphery one through four now. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. I will recommend um, Scarlet um and have a blast those two are like really good songs and those were the two songs that i heard the first time around and i was like huh it's pretty dope how they got two singers going back and forth and then i come to find out now there's one person the whole time so um uh, spencer was a part of the group at that point as well so it was just really dope and that again i had the same experience because they 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 did this back then too to where like you're listening to a song you're you're thinking that the song is over because it transitioned but it's still part of the same song so I just love the composition of it. It doesn't get stagnant. There's not a whole bunch of screaming the entire time. There's like a balance between the screaming and then the yeah. actual singing. And the guy is good at both. So it's like, it's phenomenal. Again, I feel like we can't really, we can't overstate that enough. Just how incredibly talented Spencer, you said his name yeah. was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're listening yeah. to Spencer, man, you need to like pay. If you had a vocal coach, you need to like give him a promotion or something. Cause he taught you right. If this is his natural talent, I don't Man. know what to say beyond you lucky bastard. <laughs> exactly. How dare you? So there's some times where you can call an Uber or call a Lyft, but sometimes you need a taxi. And sometimes you need a moon taxi. <laughs> so <laughs> a great segue. Yeah, to go for it, man. <laughs> so my my album 
was by Moon Taxi. That's the artist, and it's it's their seventh studio album. Wow! Uh, Set yourself free. They're an indie rock group in out of, out, of, out of Nashville, I believe. If I'm not okay. mistaken, I'm pretty. I'm like ninety five percent sure it's Nashville. Um, this was one of I was trying really hard to find an album, and there was like three or four groups that had an album come out within the last year. Um, and this was one of them. This this album actually just came out last month. Mm-hmm. So that's it's actually like pretty recent. I it was the last album like out of that like group of like four or five or whatever that I found. Like I discovered like oh man, Moon Taxi has a new album, and I'd already like kind of listened through a few of the other albums. It was like I was like kind of rushing myself. Like I gotta get this album, gotta get these picks in. And then I found this album and I was like, all right, I, I, I got to listen to at least a few of them. So I listened to like the first, I think three or four. And I was like, all right, I'm submitting it. I'll listen to the rest for the episode. So I didn't listen to most of these before I'd already submitted it. And we were like watching or like listening it to it for, for this episode. Wow. But I stand by it uh, just because I've been a huge Moon Taxi fan for several years now. Like the last three albums before this one, I've all had... A lot of bangers on it, in my opinion. They're a really solid indie rock group. Um, I think one of my favorite things is just his his singing voice has this like I don't even again just my lack of like technical musical knowledge, but I don't know what you would classify his voice as. But just the the tone of his voice is just like kind of hypnotic to me in a way. Yeah, yeah. It's like when you said that that they're from Nashville, that explains so much about their sound. Um, I don't know anything about them at all. Uh, this is my first time ever hearing Moon Taxi, so I had no clue um, who they were or what. I didn't know what to expect. Honestly, I was I had no idea. So when I went into this, it was like, okay, I just let it play through. And after all of that screamo and uh, like go, going going between the screaming and the singing, and then the last song from the Periphery album kind of fading out with the long instrumentation, then this album started. And it perfectly like segues right into that album. And I'm listening to it. I was like, okay. And I'm thinking to myself, I was like, dang, Periphery kind of got, they kind of switched it up a little bit. (laughs) Well, (laughs) because the first song on the album is, it doesn't have any singing. It is just instrumental, which is a pretty good first song. I feel like it really sets the tone kind of. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. It's definitely a different vibe, completely a different vibe from Periphery. Exactly. Um, I, I will say like genre or maybe subgenre wise, it seems like they kind of bounce around a little bit on this album. I mean, it all has like the indie rock feel, but there's definitely, some of it is more, a little bit more soulful. Some of it's a little bit more like folksy. Some of it's a little bit more like almost country-esque. There's a little bit of ska in there. Um, It definitely bounces around a bit, which I don't know, kept me on my toes. I feel like listening through the whole album, you know, kind of kept me, kept me interested. Yeah, I don't know anything about this band. I don't know anything about their music at all, but I will say, and I don't know anything about about their previous albums at all, but I am a fan. This is like, this is my top pick. Like, I, like out this whole list, I love this album. So it's I, I would just want to say real quick, I, I also really love the album, but it makes me happy that you say that because once we're off the air, I got to share one of their older albums with you because this is not they're my favorite album of theirs really surprisingly as as good as this album is i, mm-hmm. I feel like this album does seem a little bit more tighter because like mm-hmm. my favorite album is like i think three albums prior than this one so obviously mm-hmm. just as times went on you know they've gotten better as musicians and artists and whatnot but how do i want to say it the like style of music they're playing necessarily is more like for the entire album we're consistent on the other album but again, like this album is like right up there next to it for me. Um, mm-hmm. Just I don't even know. There's so many good things. The singing is great. The the all of the production and the instrumentation is like so tight. I feel like and like really plays well. Like you know, there's no like missed notes or like useless notes or anything like that. Like it's all just it's just a nice tight indie rock album, man. That like is just fun. It's a in- good indie rock album. It's a good. Almost, I want to say a feel good album. Like it, you you just put it on and you just really just kind of just vibe out. Uh, like you said, the first song "Walk Out" is like just pure instrumentation, and they're they're kind of just doing a whole jam session. Love it. Um, some of the other songs that really stood out to me was "Step Into the Light." That one, 
that one kind of just like when you said soul i was like okay okay like that one in classics i think were two of my favorites off the album yeah it definitely gave me like not to make myself sound older than I already am, but it kind of gave me like a little bit of Hall of Nokes vibe, like that blue eyes. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, for they, sure. So and I was just like, okay, this is dope. I was digging that. Um, my favorite song at the is it's probably like the last song, honestly, the Summer Emotion. Summer Emotion. Yeah. I like the last three songs. I really like Dream Our Life Away, Flipping Channels, and Summer Emotion. I was just like. Whenever it was getting to the end of the playlist and those three came on back to back to back, I was just like jamming out in my car. Absolutely. Or like, you know, dancing around my my house with an earbud in whenever it came to those. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, I did want to ask you this one. So I feel like I've heard Evergreen somewhere before. Is that like a cover? A cover of I was, another country I song? I had a similar thought. I feel like it might be, but I also okay. didn't know and I didn't think to look it up. I did have, uh, there was more of like a, like kind of back in my mind as I was listening to it type deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, it definitely sounded like some country song I was forced to hear while working retail, like in right. the background or something. So I was just like, I said, this this sounds vaguely familiar. And like, I didn't bother looking it up either, but because I, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. Um, that one's a little bit more. I don't know. This is more country. It's definitely more, it's, more country. That was, that was for or sure. Folksy, yeah, one of the more, more folksy country style. But there's also, you know, the, the name of the album is Set Yourself Free. And the second song on the album is Set Yourself Free. And I feel like I read an interview with them, like, right like whenever the album first came out last month and they were kind of talking about why they picked that as like the album title, because that was kind of like the whole like theme that they really wanted to stress that like what, what they sing about in the song, set yourself free where it's like, you know, will you set yourself free? And like, basically we just like, it's, I think it's talking about like a trust fall in the mm-hmm. song. Where it's like, will you fall and like, let, you know, Oh yeah. That one song, uh, fall into my arms or something like that. Or yeah. 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 Yes, yeah, so set yourself yeah. free, but oh. yeah, it, it says something like that. I'd yeah. have to fall back into me or something like that. Fall back into me. It doesn't have the lyrics on YouTube, so I can't pull it up right now. Um, oh. wow. But yeah, so like they they talked about how like that was like I think that was one of the first songs they said they wrote for the album, and like that just whole idea of like you're not, you know, it's it's sad and lonely to try and go through life and do all these things and try to accomplish all these things by yourself. Yeah, you know it it's not only is it like more beneficial to you to rely and trust in others to like help you out when, when things are rough, but it's also like just like positive for like whatever you're trying to make. It's, you know, it's positive mentally. It's positive. It's just, you don't need to go through life alone. Right. Essentially. And that's that whole idea. It's like you said, you know, it's, it's a very, the way they approach it is very kind of upbeat and like a, a positive, like, because you could, I feel like, tackle that subject, that same subject, but be more like depressing about it. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. But they don't. They don't do that. Which uh, this is just not their vibe to be kind of. Their most of their music is kind of upbeat and like get you kind of bopping along, you know. And I will say, I've been fans of these guys for like going on a decade at this point. Um, mm-hmm. Back whenever they only had like an album or two out. Mm-hmm. Um, me and my friends, like whenever I was in my first apartment, I remember we would we would use Pandora as our music player. And, you know, you could just, I don't know if you know this, but if you have a playlist on Pandora and you play it long enough, it will eventually loop back around. Oh, wow. And we would listen to the moon taxi playlist like so long, just throughout the entire day that we would notice whenever it would loop back around and start saying, playing the exact same songs again. Wow. So yeah, I've been a huge fan of them for, for a while. Wow, so y'all actually uh, finished Pandora and started over. We like, finished Pandora, yeah. That is <laughs> that's one way that to put amazing. it. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. And, and I've literally loved every album they've come out with since. So I, in my opinion, like if you go back and listen to any of their other albums, they're all great. This one is just the most recent, so that's why we're talking about it. Just came out. Want to give them some love? Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I'm I'm a new fan. Like I said, I've never heard of them. I never really check for them i didn't know they even existed but they're still very small like i was i was looking it up they really have not gotten a lot of reach for them to have like such in my opinion so so many i mean seven albums that's a pretty decent amount and again like there's been a solid progression you can notice on like how tight their compositions and and just their their musical talents are over the years like i don't know i'm I'm hoping maybe with our help they can blow up a little bit more because they deserve it Absolutely. And they seem like from the few interviews I've read and like, you know, watching them or whatever, they seem like just really solid, just good old dudes, you know? Yeah. yeah. Which is always I'm, nice. I'm def- 
I'm definitely gonna check them out and definitely send me those uh the, those uh albums that that you think is better than this one because like I said, this is a good album. Like, there's no reason to skip any song. Like between Periphery and this album, there's no reason to skip. Honestly, there's no reason to skip any song on this playlist. There's period. not. There's not. <laughs> yeah, um, like, everything is great. <laughs> since I've talked about it, hold on. Let me let me go to their albums and I'll tell you which one it is. Um, okay, it's their album from 2015. Daybreaker is okay. I think my favorite. But okay. again, there's two albums in between that one and Set Yourself Free. They're also great. There's several songs on there that are from both of those albums that are still in my rotation today. Um, you really can't go wrong. Just listen to all of them. But if you're if you're looking for one to two albums to listen to, the new one and Daybreaker from 2015 are the two I'd recommend. Alrighty, I just added it to my library. I'm definitely gonna listen to them. Sweet. Well, okay. I think that that about wraps it up. I believe, unless there's anything else. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm actually speechless. Like the more I think about this playlist, just the range and the variety that we have and just the level of skill that all these artists and bands show. It just, I just kind of, I'm, I'm kind of having a moment where I'm kind of like just stepping back and being like, God, music is so awesome. Music is really, man, I, I had a similar <laughs> feeling whenever I first was like flipping through it and like first, my first full listen through it just such we did a really good job i'm gonna pat ourselves on the back damn with right. this this week for this one because like i mean like you said yeah just such a wide variety every genre every style is kind of different for from song to song and or, or album to album but they're all so great yeah absolutely. like all like you said all of these none of these deserve to be skipped um especially at least if it's like your first time listening to them <laughs> first first <laughs> like 10 times listening to them they don't deserve to be skipped um yeah. Yeah, man, we did a we did a stellar job this week. Really I think did. so too. Damn right. Well, if you think we did a great job, feel free to uh, hit us up on all the things. You can catch us things. at <laughs> you can catch us at afterlistenpod.com. All of our socials are on there. We're at at afterlistenpod on Twitter, sorta, not really, kinda. Uh, we're on Instagram. We're kind of sorta on Threads. Still trying to figure all this stuff out. Either way, however you want to reach us, just reach out to us and yeah. you'll get a response from us. Um, we want to hear from you. Um, yeah, just go to the website and check out the previous episodes and previous playlists. Keep on yeah. listening. Keep on listening. Bye. Bye.